Hey, welcome to Dropkicks, our third episode. Um, we're doing this one via Skype, so bear with us when there are some issues. Uh, we've got a little special in a week's time uh, when we're going to be in the same room again. We might have a live uh, bar of the week at a bar of the week, so stay tuned. Uh, anyway, welcome the Blackjack Bandit. Uh, yeah, thank you. It's, it's, it's great to be back, um, even though I'm not back in Christchurch. Uh, this, this is the next best alternative. Uh, lovely Whitby, um, but but yeah, there's there's been a lot of stuff that's happened since we last recorded, and uh, we, we were considering delaying this, but if we delayed any more, then we we're just gonna miss far too much. So yeah, with the without further ado, shall we get onto it? Yeah, no, that sounds absolutely divine. Um, now I know you weren't uh, present. For the game this afternoon because you had an exam did you not i did unfortunately and it sounds like i missed an absolute doozy yeah well she was a ripper for three quarters and then i had to go to work so i've gone back and re-watched the last uh quarter and me oh my um serge is the goat it's as simple as that we're throwing the term the goat around already in this podcast but it would stick firmly with serge firmly with serge firmly with Kwai. Just the Toronto Raptors in general. Yeah, well, look, if, if people are arguing that Kawhi Leonard isn't the best player in the world right now after after that, uh, after possibly the best player's performance in history, or at least since, I mean, the the Bill Russell era. Um, well, even, even since his last one with Miami. Anyway, he was pretty, pretty good in that series as well, so... He's done it before and he did it again, really. Yeah. Yeah, simple as that. I mean, there's there's argument between him and Giannis, I suppose. KD's thrown in there, but I mean, KD might never be the same ever again. Um, so, look, this this is the league now. This is Kawhi and Giannis's league. And right now, Kawhi's done the impossible. He's dethroned the Warriors. This league. Yeah, this league. That's all I have to say about that. This league. Yeah, it would have been... It's pretty crazy that they went three... They won all three games at Oracle. I think they won one at home and three away to win this series, and that's pretty incredible. Well, um, well, well just quietly, I mean, they're, they're the last quietly. team. Just quietly or loudly, if you'd like. They're, they're the last team to ever win at Oracle, and they won they the are. last three games at Oracle. Yeah, so that's pretty incredible. I think you missed my joke. Um, so I'm going to replay it. Hopefully someone picked it up. But I said just quietly. Like quiet. <laughs> that's so shocking. Like this podcast. <laughs> just had to repeat it um, just to make sure it wasn't missed. But yeah, so they'll be forever the champions of Oracle. Yeah, um, well, and also, I mean... KD's done as as Achilles, the the buddy death wish as a professional athlete. Clay's done as ACL. Demarcus is probably walking. KD is probably walking anyway. Clay might walk, but I mean, regardless, it's it's Steph and Draymond next year, and that's that's scary. I think I think the Warriors are done. They're done. That's is it. Yeah, well, I mean, it has been five years. They haven't exactly been missed out on opportunities to win titles. They've won three and been in them five times. So, yeah, it's kind of got to its natural end. And unfortunately, 
you can't win the league as it's shown with five superstars considering that what three of them will get hurt eventually um, two quite seriously and one coming off an injury so I guess it was about time um, I'm not exactly my heart doesn't exactly bleed for them yeah it'll yeah no. it'll be nice it'll be nice for the, someone else to win and and as a result we're going to go into our best bet of the week and well who's going to win the Western Conference final there's a lot of value around there are no odds out obviously just yet but who would you pick at this stage yeah well as we were saying Warriors are done uh, the, the stranglehold on the league it's it's over um, and there's been talk that they might even struggle to make the playoffs next year with, with the injuries that they're going to do have to go through. Um, and yeah, that's, they drop, they will drop what thirty mil from KD and I guess twenty mil from Clay, and then an extra five from Draymond. So they're going to have a fifty-five million um, dollar kitty to shop and buy players, and I guess they won't get a great pick in the draft. But you know that's more capital to spread around. Yeah, well, that's true, but I mean, you know, it's it's hard to replace Katie and Clay, no matter who you get, unless you're getting Kawhi. Uh, don't see that happening personally, but yeah, I mean, for me, on our bet of the week, um, the league is going to change so much over the off-season where this is sort of almost pointless doing right now, but on current roster, I think you can't go past... The, the Houston Rockets, they're how the Warriors want to play times five. All they do is shoot threes or, or drive. Um, and it's basically if they hadn't gone stone cold in 2017, no, 2018, sorry, um, they probably would have won the finals last year. Um, and even this year, I mean, they, they got unlucky, they went cold. And it's it's just a game of numbers, basically. Eventually, it's got a hit for them. Yeah, well, I mean, today's game is a good example of how, I guess, they want to play the Rockets. And the Raptors played a very similar game where they shot a lot of threes and it worked for them in the first half. Um, did, it still did in the second half, but not nearly as much. And I guess they've just got to build on that and... Although Gasol had a shocker today, him and Lopez have kind of shown the blueprint of having a big man who can shoot threes and how important they are. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And I guess the the Rockets don't have that at all. Uh, but, I mean, who knows? I mean, as I say, the league is going to change so much, probably more so than ever before in this off-season. There's just so many good free agents. Um, and now that the Warriors are done... Um, teams are just going to do some stupid shit. I, I'll guarantee that. Like, I mean, the Lakers. I can already see them whiffing on on Clay, on KD, on all the other big names, and signing. I don't know Jimmy Butler to a max, and that just being tragic. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be crazy, but I think the Rockets have it right, and it's just going to be taking their chances which which will get them over the top yeah yeah I think um, yeah I, I don't really know where else we can go with this I mean at the end of the day 
then this I guess is the best bet of the week we're going to steal it off Liam Madigan but Steph Curry is MVP for next year he's going to be on his own um, we saw what that was going to be like in game 3 where he dropped was it 47 points yeah so imagine that week in week out for a whole season he's just got a great chance of getting getting up and I guess that's going to be our best bet is the old MVP Steph Curry yeah it is a good bet but it, it doesn't change the fact that Steph Curry is a massive raging cuck um, <laughs> and I will never never stop saying that um, he might win another MVP next year but I I guarantee he's not winning the finals next year not if he has to be the best player on his own team he's, he's just not capable of it yeah, I think, I think you're right. It'll be interesting to see. Because I guess that is the LeBron factor, isn't it? He is the, the GOAT or the second GOAT, uh, depending on who you talk to, because he can carry a team to the playoffs. And that Lakers team that was so abysmal was fourth up until he got injured. So, can Curry do it? Probably not. And I guess we'll get we'll wait and see next season. Yeah. So, yeah. look forward to it. Uh, you got going from dynasties to non-dynasties Toronto and St. Louis both winning their first championship in the same week a couple of days apart yeah madness absolute madness uh, as the resident ice hockey expert on this podcast contentious uh, oh, I'll, I'll claim it uh, just what a clinic that St. Louis put on defensively um, they played that game perfectly and they reaped all the rewards going into Boston that's a scary place to play the Bruins are hard-nosed motherfuckers who just want to bash the shit out of you and just just yeah beat you down to a pulp and the Blues just wouldn't let them do it uh Jordan Binnington I think he's our age if not a little bit older but quick quick Google search will help us yeah potentially quick Google search I could be really wrong there, but he is a rookie. And holy shit, what a god. What an absolute god. Um, 25. Okay, he's a bit older than us. But nevertheless, he's a rookie. And he's a freak. He's an absolute freak. And just from these playoffs, I think he's already inserted himself into the conversation of top five goalies in the league. Well, he's definitely going to be forever remembered in St. Louis. Um, which was uh, pretty nice for you, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, it's a pretty amazing story, and they were, what, last in January, and they've ended up winning the uh, Stanley Cup Bales. Yeah, Stanley Cup. Yeah, well, just just incredible. I mean, this, this is a franchise who went to four straight Stanley Cup finals in... Um, in the 60s and couldn't get it done every year because well, at that point they hadn't won a game had they before this this series they hadn't won a Stanley Cup game no I I don't think so no well because how it worked back in the day is that when they had all the expansion teams coming uh, they set up the finals so it had to be an original 16 versus an expansion team so they were the best expansion team but of course they were just going to get shat on by any of the original teams every year um, and since then they've been a pretty long suffering franchise they've had good years they've had good players Gretzky played for them for like half a season um, and that was probably their other best season to date um, but yeah it's finally 
finally got it done from regular season warriors and playoff chokers to now yep. immortalised immortalised on the cup yeah it's pretty amazing and we'll just have a we'll do a little quick score update the Highlanders are up 42-7 at half time just a <laughs> just a shock for you they need a bonus point and the Chiefs to lose I think to make the playoffs so they've definitely got the bonus point wrapped up um, yeah it's, it was an amazing game um, an amazing series where I guess if both teams either team had won it would have been it would have been quite a good result really um, yeah. obviously that's not how sport works and St. Louis go home the victors yeah well another great positive of, of Boston losing um for anyone that doesn't know, I despise all Boston sports teams. They're scum of the earth. Uh, <laughs> and as a big Barstool fan, nothing made me happier than watching uh, El Presidente, Dave Portnoy, sulk in, in his well, suite. Well, he's, he's only a hockey fan in, in April, May and June, so it's all right. Yeah, well, he's only a hockey fan when, uh, when the Celtics aren't doing well, so... They could know. be a long time coming now. Celtics, who knows what's happening there? Oh, jeez, more this league, this league, this league, this league. All right, well, I think we've covered American sports for all those fanatics out there. Um, I look forward to the football season where we can chat copious more amounts of shit about your Giants and my Rams and this league. Probably mainly my Giants, to be honest. Yeah, we think we might we might be sweet. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, we'll go on to the next, I guess, there's a lot of support on at the moment. We'll go to the Cricket World Cup and New Zealand, the Black Caps are undefeated. Yeah, they're undefeated and uh, so, is, so is Mother Nature. Um, yeah, the English weather remains undefeated. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a shame, really, that uh, that, that game was rained off. That was our first real litmus test into how good we actually are. Um, so yeah, that is a shame. But I mean, as you yeah, say, I we're mean, undefeated. We're top of the table. It's, it's a good result for us. I mean, obviously, it would have been nice to play. We can't be happy with draws, and we, we will obviously need to play India if we're going to win the tournament or have play teams who have beaten India. Um, so it would have been nice to play. Nice to see where we're actually at. But we've also had three games where we've been pretty. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it was pretty... We just smashed Sri Lanka and smashed Afghanistan. And although there was a little scary moment against the Bunglies, we never really looked like losing. So, I mean, we are looking good. And you got to take that into account. The weather, not great, but it will help us in the long run, I'd imagine, with our bowlers and swing bowlers. So... Yeah, long may the English weather stay cloudy and not sunny and, yeah, bring on South Africa. That's a must-win, to use the sports cliche. Yeah, um, just going back to your uh, your reference of the Bangladesh people, that sounds quite derogatory. Bangalese, uh, we'll, just, we'll just pass over that very quickly. It's, um, it's a friendly use of the term. I, don't, I wouldn't imagine that. Should we do a quick little research? I don't know. I... I apologise for any offence that that may have called, caused. Sorry, that's all right. And in, in the era of hashtag Me Too, you can never be uh, too careful. But uh, uh, it's understandable. But yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. Really, um, we've been 
lucky with the draw um, and we well it's the perfect draw really you get the three not the worst teams but three of the weaker teams to play first and it gives you a chance to kind of wrap up a couple of points get yourself good net run rate and kind of understand where your position I guess is in, in the table um, just uh, looking up um, Bangladesh as a country it's actually Bengalis rather than the Bunglies, so I apologise. Um, they got a 98% population of Bengalis. Um, do you want to get some more quick facts about Bangladesh? I'd actually love to hear some facts about Bangladesh. Uh, it's a, it's a, a population of 163 million people uh, in the 2016 census, so that's probably increased. Um, it's got a GDP the 39th in the world of 314 billion uh, what's their largest river their largest river um, you, you've caught me out here oh, give me a second geography Fake Bangladesh fan first you um, call them Banglies and now you're just ignorant to their to their bodies well, of water it'd be the well do you know what it is here you go I'll turn this back on you spin zone no comment. No comment. Um, I think it might be. Oh God, I'm going to butcher this. The Ganges. The Gang. G A N G E S. The Ganges has 57 uh, transboundary rivers, making the resolution of water issues politically complicated. In most cases, as as the country is a lower riparian state to India. That was beautiful, and and I I just like to remind everyone that you learn something new every day, and uh, I hope you you're getting good education right now from the Dropkicks podcast. Is what we we try to do. We try to educate people uh, all around the world, especially about different cultures. We're all about that here. Um, We're all diversity in this uh, in this podcast. All about it. Yeah, all about it. Absolutely, all about it. From from two uh, mainly white. New Zealanders uh, yeah we're all about it um, but yeah as you say cricket uh, it's wet it's, I don't like cricket I love it I I strongly appreciate cricket and I don't appreciate the weather but what can you do right now uh, well would you like the good news or the bad news I'll take the bad news first uh, we're not playing tonight I have the and good now, news now uh, the game looks likely to go ahead, England versus the West Indies. Oh, I like that a lot. Well, and you, well, so you'd be pleased to know. Well, I, I, I'm pleased to know anyway that this World Cup has the most uh, abandonments of games out of any World Cup ever. So England remains undefeated. It's had three so far. The most was E was two. They equaled that with the. Oh god, I can't even remember what game they equaled it with. Oh, South Africa was it the South Africa game? That in South Africa India? Oh uh, I think no, so. S- South Africa West Indies. Sorry. That was that was the one that equaled the record I assume. Probably wrong. But the yeah, the third game that was the most ever abandoned in a World Cup and you can only really see it continuing. Yeah, well, who would have thought having a World Cup in England uh, with no reserve days would be a bad idea? 
that's yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it, there's that argument. This is I I disagree with this argument that you can have reverse a reserve days rather at the end of the tournament. But then, you, if it hasn't rained the whole tournament, you've got a week where there are no games planned or scheduled, and teams go cold. So you lose the whole. I guess the whole idea of a World Cup, which is you play teams and beat them and beat them and beat them until you become the world champions, you lose that because you've left this week for maybe four or five games to be played in, the, in what will be this World Cup. And you could have a team like Australia who haven't had a game rained out yet, not have a game rained out at all and come into the semi-finals if they are to make it, unfortunately. Um, if they are to make it, they will be a week cold. Yeah, well, I I I I think I heard this today. Um, would you uh, would you take it so it's not a game every night, but it's a game every second night, and just every second, you know, every alternate night was a reserve day? Would you have taken that? I like that idea, but the tournament would go on for ages. That's true. Um, let me just do another quick Google search. The wonders of the internet. Love it. But I'm pretty sure this World Cup goes for a month and a half. So if you do that, you've now got a three-month World Cup. Fair point. And I think if you have a three-month World Cup, she's going to be she's going to be a long one. Yeah. My other my more other point, My more point of contention. Yeah. Well, last night I was in bed at ten thirty when I realised that the rain wasn't going to stop. Why is the New Zealand-Australia game on at 12.30 in the morning when there's a 9.30 game the same day? That's a great point. I didn't even know that. It's a... Well, I was interested. This is my Google search. With every time New Zealand plays on what is a Sunday... Well, Sunday night, Saturday morning... Uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning, we are at a 12.30 time slot even though we are the country furthest away from England uh, by time differential. Uh, so why? Why, Tom? Why? Much like Steph Curry, uh, the ICC scheduling team are raging cucks. Well, that, well, hang on. So the 30th of June could be an absolutely barnstormer of a, uh, a night for cricket. We got England India at nine thirty PM. Oh no, I've just read this wrong. Oh, hold on, hold on. This is a very professional podcast. Yeah, it is a very professional podcast. The thirtieth of June starts at twelve thirty with New Zealand versus Australia, and you can see the day out with England versus India at nine thirty. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's so, potential semi-finals matchups there. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. So okay, well that leads us into what's your predictions. For A, the semi-finals on the 9th and the 11th of July, or the finals on the 14th of July? Uh, I think we're sitting we're sitting pretty good right now, so I don't see us dropping to fourth. Um, I think I think India will win. Uh, not the tournament. I think they'll they'll be the top seed. So they're, so they're number one, so I don't know what the actual seeding... I think it's one um, plays four and two plays three, I assume. I, I'd imagine it was that, but you didn't let me finish my sentence. I was going to say, I don't know which day they're going to play on. But oh, oh, I apologise. Yeah. So India won. This is not your power rankings as well. Just just remember, it's I'm not power it. rankings. Yep, so okay. We'll go, we'll go India one. Uh, 
I'm going to put oh, us I'm sorry. Oh, I like where you're going with this. Can we just put a little um, hot seat on the stuff power rankings for the Cricket World Cup? I don't power ranking them. Well, power ranking teams after two games, even one game in some um, regards is pretty ridiculous and shows the quality of journalism at stuff. Yeah, well, you know, we're not blessed with, with great journalism in this country other than uh, uh, amateur podcasting, so doesn't really shock me. No, I mean, what other amateur podcasts would you find out the population of uh, Bangladesh? Exactly. And the uh, the longest river, which I've already forgotten. But, um, look, the Ganges. That's it. So we've got India 1, I'll go New Zealand 2. I don't see us dropping that far. Um, I think we're going to get up over Aussie. Uh, England will be a bit I of like a coin your thinking. Flip. Yep, yep. England are coin flips. You're saying England don't make it. Or no, they I are mean, the dicey one. I mean, in the game against, against us, for them, that's a real coin flip game. Yeah, I, 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 so I agree with you. I think India will be one, but I don't think they win the tournament. Um, I think England will be two. I think we will be third. Third, rather. And I think... Um, well, I think Australia will be fourth, unfortunately. Um, so that sets up some pretty outrageous games. So you got India against Australia. I think Australia, big game mentality. They turn up, they win that. Um and then I hate to say it but I don't think we get up and England win the tournament is my prediction I stand by it that's what I said before the tournament and I, just, I still think that's going to be the case even even though I'd really hate to see it well now you've got two countries that hate you Bangladesh and New Zealand and what about India? <laughs> not yet you haven't said anything offensive about them yet but it's only a matter of time it is only a matter of time. Welcome to the Friendly Dropkicks podcast. Right, well, we've spent a long time on the cricket. Shall we move on? We shall move on. What follows the cricket? Oh, the US Open. Oh, all right. So, I, being in a position now where I finished university as of yesterday, and thank you, it's not quite the great clapping you would receive on my end, um, even though I've got to hold my microphone. But um, yeah, finished my degree and have a job lined up. So I've been just cruising today, doing a bit of admin, a little bit of life, you know. You know how it is, Tom. And I uh, got to watch a solid five hours of the golf at uh, Pebble Beach, which was a brilliant way to start your morning. Did Nothing you better there? than the... I wish. Next year. Nice. Or, uh, well, 2026, wasn't it, that we were saying? Yes, yes, that's the plan. Stay tuned. Do it. Do a little World Cup and golf trip. That'd be uh, absolutely divine. Anyway, the golf today was pretty sublime, really. There's some amazing shots. A few, there's a hole-in-one from, I think it's Sabatini. Uh, Kepka, your favourite golfer, chipped in. Uh, can't remember if it was for birdie or for eagle, but it was a good shot regardless. And just all in all, a great day of golf. Yeah, look, uh, I'm just going to open a can here for effect and then I'm going to launch into a, a hot take. Well, Kim, before I'm going to preempt your hot take, Kepka is a good golfer and not a boring guy. <laughs> Delicious. Right, so, Brooks Kepka. Great his New golf, Zealander. Can't fold his golf. 
shit bloke. Okay, can we just... What episode... Are you up to the episode of part of my take yet where he's on it? No. It's just going to pay me. How far away are you from it? About a month. <laughs> oh, God. So, I used to think the same as you and then I actually watched him play golf and... You can't say he's a boring golfer because he's good at golf. He might be a boring person, but he's a good golfer. And his personality in these interviews that he's since done, he sold me. Um, all in Brooks Kepka. Look, he he is an exciting golfer. He's good to watch play golf. And I've got nothing against his golfing. But as a human, he dresses like <laughs> shit. No, he doesn't. He Have does. you seen his hats? His hats. His hats, his hats oh. are fucking stupid. As I tweeted, I also, <laughs> big announcement, changed my Twitter handle this week. I'm now NZL Bandito. Follow that. Yeah, uh, that was a bit of a shock. As I tweeted, uh, that hat that he wore today looks like something a high school fuckboy would wear circa 2013. I'm a big fan of that hat. It's a nice hat. It's got a nice, beautiful floral pattern. I can see you shaking your head, but it's got a, a beautiful floral pattern. Oh, batteries in um, battery saver mode. Hold on, I'll turn on the charger. It's got a lovely pattern. It's obviously a golf leading, uh, you know, he's obviously helping his golf ability, and he's a great golfer, great guy, great golfer, and yeah. He's going to win a third US Open. Hot take. That's a that's a scorching hot take. Well, is is that your real prediction? Is do you think Kepka's going to take it? Um, to be honest, I don't really have a real prediction. Um, I've got, I guess, foots in many camp, uh, feet in many camps. Camp. Apologies. Foots in many camps. Um. I'm a big Stenson guy. He played well today. He's not going to win it, unfortunately. Um, I have money on Finau and Day. Finau looking a bit dicey. Day's in the mix. Anyone's in the mix, really, if you're under par on the first day um, with how people beat shapes up. Um, I do think Kepka's the favourite. Um, we'll just do a quick little Google, isn't it? A wonderful thing. <laughs> do another Google search on the live odds, but... I actually really like uh, Barney's going to love me for this Ricky Fowler to win it he looked really assured today he's still got $10 so the favourite currently is Justin Rose he did play very well in that final pairing with Spieth and Woods um, Stenson's at 36 just uh, so you're aware um, yeah I think I'm going to go Ricky Fowler lock it, lock it in Ricky Fowler's going to win the US Open right um I'll hold you to that, but uh, look, it's a secondary bet of the week. Fair, fair. Look, uh, although he's three over, you can't go past the local boy, the hero of of what the the pro pioneer, Daniel Hillier. He's gonna win the US Open. Should we just go? Should I just keep scrolling? Hold on, sorry, I haven't quite reached. <laughs> Where his name is, uh, Zach Lear's <laughs> 4,001 uh, to win the tournament. Love it. <laughs> um, where is he? I, I scrolled too far. I got, I got a little bit cocky. 
not cocky. I do want him to do well. Make the cut would be nice because it was five dollars. Um, where is he? One in the US Open. That's where he is. He's at Pebble Beach. Oh, here we go. Sorry, oh, maybe I didn't scroll too far. Would you like to know? A, where he's positioned on Bet365 and also how much he's paying to win. I would like both of those pieces of information immediately. He is five rows above Zach Blair, but also paying 4,000 to one. That's just great odds. The bookies haven't caught on yet. So if you were to put $5 each way on... Daniel Hillier to win the US Open your pick just remember your pick and I'll click my pick as well so if we were going to go $5 each way on your pick you would get a cool 24 grand and if you went $5 each way on my pick you would get a cool $64 I know which one I'd rather have $64 well you're not going to have $64 when he doesn't win and Daniel Hillier wins the US Open alright I could call you out here and just go $5 wager but that's a bit unfair isn't it yeah that is a bit rough so who's your actual pick to win the US Open uh, okay we're, we're being serious um, look everyone's still in the mix even the people that have shot over um, well that's it it's day one at Pebble Beach you don't know much like the weather in England you don't know what's going to be there the next day whether it's fog wind or rain yeah exactly so even if you are just in the mix a little bit, you are in the mixer. Yeah. Well, look, I'm going to go for a, for a bold take here. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood has been knocking on the door for a while now. Um, and I think he's ready to do some damage in, on the tour. Um, I like your thinking, I like your thinking. Yeah, and same with Ricky Fowler, I suppose. Ricky Fowler's probably a bit more established just because he's a yank and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I think it's Fleetwood. It's Fleetwood season, baby. Yeah, um, I like I like what you've done there, and I've got no qualms. So shall we move on to our next topic, which is going to be your specialty? Yep, all right. Wellington... Phoenix with all 10 players that are signed currently and the Snakes that have since left the club yeah so um, on uh, I don't even remember when it was but uh, we I've, I've kind of erased it from my memory because I just don't want to know when it is fair well like the club so well you want to introduce it and then I'm going to give my spiel as yeah, well yeah well so so we had David Williams announce that he's not coming back. Uh, Which I'm not against. You know, he's done, did a, had a great season, chased the money. That's, that's not what I'm worried about. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that. It would have been nice for a bit of consistency, but, I mean, if you look at the rest of his career, it was a big anomaly the season he had. Uh, and he, I mean, he's only getting older, and he probably wasn't going to replicate that realistically. But um, the, the, the kick in the guts... Uh, a captain of 11 years, Andrew Durante, uh, he's he's ditched us. He's ditched us for for Mark Cuckdan and uh, gone to Geelong. Yeah. Sorry, I thought he was, he's just in the background behind my mic. Um, I don't know why I actually looked over my shoulder there. <laughs> um, yeah, 
the thing that annoys me the most about this whole thing is that he had his testimonial. It was like set up for him to either retire this year or next, be a club legend. He probably still will, which is the bit that will annoy me. But he's still a club legend, or he's going to go out as a club legend. Get a cushy backroom job. Kids, family set up in Wellington for 11 years, as you said. Settled. They stay settled, but no, he's gone to Geelong. Oh, has he said he's going to be with his family? Because that seems to be the excuse to go to Geelong you these days. What? You know what? He did. You're, you're joking, I'm right? not joking. I'm not joking. Oh, no. Oh, why? Oh, I didn't even hear that. That just makes it worse. Yeah, no. Well, look, as you say, that's the excuse nowadays. That's the excuse with every player that leaves the Phoenix. Um, but what we're forgetting is that Andrew Durante is from Sydney, and I assume his family... Are still in Sydney and not fucking Geelong. I'm sure the right. entire population of Aussie doesn't live in fucking Geelong. You're never going to believe what I'm doing right this very instant. I I don't believe it. I don't believe so, that you're googling the distance between Geelong and Sydney. You'll never believe it. It's what? a 938 kilometre drive. That's just ridiculous. Look. Okay, the thing that pisses me off, he, let's be real, he's a bit of a shitter of a player now. Yeah, he's he's passed it. That's not the part I'm worried about. No, that's not the part I'm worried about. The part that I'm worried about is that we, the the club, have paid his way to this post-playing career management position, not, you know, front office position. We sent him to fucking MLS clubs on the payroll to study how these clubs work with the assumption that he was going to take over Dome's role one day and then he leaves out of nowhere it's it is such poor form like yeah <laughs> the, the, but yeah so he had his testimonial he's yeah set up he's on, he has passed it, so it's not his playing ability that we're losing. It's his like his him as a player as part of our club, um, and yeah, he's decided to leave. Like why? <laughs> well, he's not going to play. I mean, he's he must know he's not that good anymore. And well, if he does play, hopefully, uh, the FFA won't listen to our podcast, but hopefully they listen to every other person on Twitter and give us Western United versus Wellington in Wellington first round of the season. That would be delicious, and I will be going all out for that. If we sign one striker, we win that game 5 now if Durante starts. Uh, we've already got a striker, thank you. His name is Benjamin right. Wayne. Uh, ben Wayne scores 5. We win 5 nil. I'm going to stand by that. You can hold me to it. Durante is trash. He's passed it, and uh, moved to Geelong when he weakened those legs. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, well, look, there's a lot of people that are that are giving him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I can understand wanting to to move back to your family, but your family's not in fucking Geelong. Let's be real. And um, I mean, your kids were born here. You're you're an all white. Why why leave now? Why leave after eleven years? Well, there was the years? other thing, and his. Um in his like farewell Instagram post, that is the the way of the the land. You know, how are you going to say goodbye to a club these days? He said, "Oh, it's, you know, it's been an honour to play for New Zealand, honour to captain New Zealand, all this sort of thing." So, 
you as an all-white should be in your best interest looking after New Zealand football and New Zealand professional football, that is the Phoenix. So why would you not just do that? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. In the state of the Phoenix right now, it's, it's scary. I mean, obviously we got the best player in the league, so we'll be fine. Uh, ben Wayne. Has he signed a contract yet? He hasn't, I don't believe. I think he's just academy <laughs> still at the moment. Uh, yeah, no, if, if he moves to Geelong, I'm a Western United fan. I take oh, that back, oh, sorry oh, guys. I didn't geez. mean that. I didn't Hi, mean Tyler. That. <laughs> I didn't mean that. That's what we call a joke. But look, no. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, uh-huh. no, I've, I've got nothing else to say there really. Um, Andrew Durante, thanks for the memories, but thanks for nothing in the end really. You've been you've been on your last legs for about four seasons now. Um, there's been a lot of talk that um, he actually had a, a bit more to do with the club's problems than, than we've ever led on, hence why there's always been similar sort of struggles with the club no like, matter who the manager and, and- is. In what way, in terms of him with the manager? In terms of, like, uh, because he's been around for so long and at the club so long, uh, it's it's almost seen like he is equal to the manager in some ways. And so if he doesn't get along with the manager, the squad doesn't get along with the manager. Probably sort of what happened with Kalasic. Uh Not that he was a good yeah, coach. I was about to say, that, that's almost a cultural thing as well. I'm just going to turn my cultural aim towards Europe um, it's just not the same football in New Zealand or in Australia um, yeah I don't know I just it annoys me when you put it in the group chat that he was leaving I actually didn't I thought you had photoshopped it <laughs> I just thought there'd be no way that he could actually leave the club after his testimonial after 11 years after being an all-white, becoming an all-white, captaining the all-whites. Right. It's a joke. It is a joke. That's the only way to put it, really. Yeah, all right. Well, in the exceedingly good mood I'm in now that I've worked myself into talking about Dur- uh, Durante, would you like to introduce our Bar of the Week, Thomas? Uh, the Black Jack Bangit. Look, the Bar of the Week, uh, I've had... Oh, I've got to go back and edit that. Hey, that's all right. We've, uh, well, myself definitely. You've you've shed in a few of them. I've had quite literally hundreds of great nights at this establishment. Uh, it is my local, my actual local, not like my semi-local. My actual local. Uh, this is the bar that got me onto Lime Brown. Well and truly. <laughs> so it's the one that corrupted you the it most. Is. It's also the one that gave me a gambling addiction. Uh, <laughs> the one that corrupted you the most. Absolutely the one that corrupted me the most. The one that got me onto onto great eighties and nineties rock music that led to the the creation of the single greatest musical compilation of all time, Sam My Greatest Hits. Available Apple on music, music. Look it up. Thank you. Uh, this place is the Sandbar. Uh, you can find this place for money, Esplanade. Uh, it's State Highway 1. State Highway 1 in, in Wellington. Uh, this place, just, it's it's under new ownership, so it's not as good now. 
Oh, is it? When did it come into new ownership? I think it was late last year. It it changed, but oh, I didn't realise that. I mean, Interesting. It, it's still a great establishment. Uh, great TAB area. Nice cornered off into 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 the side by the door. Uh, you got a great array of pokies, although they've taken away the single best pokey machine of all time, Wiz the Gold. And, uh, yeah, that's a big call. Um, what did they replace it with? Are they, they're getting in all those uh, locked and loaded ones now. It's all the new ones. Oh, not a fan. Yeah, it's a bit contentious, but... They're, hot take, they're rigged. I mean, they're pokies, so they are rigged. Yeah. But hot take, those new ones are especially rigged. Oh, absolutely. They are rigged. Everyone knows that they're rigged. Well, like, Findo would have uh, given you a couple of features, but you won't get those in the locked and loaded. No, no, especially especially not some of the, the certain ones. But uh, what Would else? you like to name names? Or would you not like to name names? We'll keep those secret. We'll save you from yeah. doing what I've been doing this podcast and stuttering and searching. Or maybe maybe uh, this could, it could be a list one day. Oh. Yeah. Oh. We'll save it for then. We'll save... Should we... We'll announce that next podcast top five pokey machines alright that sounds absolutely divine alright well there's a little preview for you but back to the sandbar the sandbar $6.80 pints of lime brown what more could you want uh, they have live bands on Fridays and they all play about the same music but they're all outstanding got a nice outdoor area uh, got lovely great uh, value food great value for money great tasting and uh, look, as I said in the last podcast, a real defining characteristic for me is the ability to be a pest in a bar. And um, the samba, that they just let me do that. I once rocked up in a turtleneck, a blazer, a fake moustache, and a Martin chinstrap beard, and uh, they didn't blink an eyelid. Um, I've I've done many many contentious things in that bar uh, myself Tyler McRoby and John Hoffman the the great era of Samba Fridays in 2017 memories that'll stay with me forever uh, and yeah I mean the Samba the Samba means means the world to me really what what are your thoughts on the Samba Bambino I'm, I'm a big fan um, it wouldn't oh that's another great list uh, top five bars. Once we get to a few bars, we can do that. Um, it wouldn't be in my top five. That's a scorching hot take. I oh, see you switch to the pan head there. Yeah, I have. <laughs> it's not very long. That's good. Line brown. <laughs> that's, a, that's the number one top beer pan head, just quietly. Um, yeah, no, it's a good bar. It's a good, good atmosphere. Um, I'm a huge fan of all the scarves that they've got lying around. That'd be very reminiscent to my man cave in 10 years' time. But uh, it's got a great atmosphere. Not too expensive for Wellington. You know, you've got to take that into account, location and price. Um, it's got a great outdoor area. Um, the pokies is a very warm and welcoming room. Um not so welcoming anymore about where's the gold um, but no it's it's lovely um, it's definitely a nice quaint well, that's it's not quaint um, it's obviously it's a very nice pub on State Highway 1 and 
it does the job of what a dive bar should do for you. Can I ask you what you don't like about it? Um, I actually don't like the way the room's set up. It's very open. Um, yeah, because obviously they have these bands play. It's designed this so that tables can be quickly moved to have a dance floor. Um, there is no need for said dance floor when the only person that ever goes on it is a, a massively steamed Thomas Wiley, um, who's a friend of the pod. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's it's a nice place, but yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a fair criticism actually. I, I hadn't thought of it that way. There is something about that that uh, configuration of the room, if you will, that uh, that is a bit strange. Um, me personally, to to mark it down, uh, they're they're quite well. They're not very welcoming to uh, asking when you want the TV to be changed. That that annoys me. Oh really? Yes. Well, that uh, would be that'd be high on my list of bad things about it. Also. No matter how many times I go there, I always get asked for ID. Also, not great when that is your local. Yes, yes. And uh, obviously the removal of Where's the Gold, uh, that that really, really cut deep, as I tweeted about the other day at NZL Bandito. Uh, But yeah, I mean, although some of the character is gone that it used to have, most of the stuff... That, that we got along with really well are gone it, it always will hold a special place in my heart and uh, I am going to kick the ratings off here and I'm going to give it an 8.4 I can't we should probably write these down but I'm pretty sure that's higher than the horse and jockey I, I have to I have to put it higher than horse and jockey it's understandable it is your local I, I do agree with that rating I would go 7.8 it's better than Tiplers. Not better than Horse and Jockey for me, but I understand where you're coming from. I respect that. I respect that a lot. Um, another score update. It's the 70th minute in this game. Um, it's still 42-7. There's been no points since halftime. That's, that's a grim one. I'm glad that we're recording rather than watching it, to be honest. Yeah, I was... Yeah. I've got the Highlanders 21 to 30, so I need the Waratahs to kick a little bit of life into their game. Ooh. Tough saying. But, any, but anywho, um, this brings us into our favourite part of the pod where we get to argue with each other. And today's list is going to be shape flavours in honour of our great friend Tyler, who has a number one and doesn't know any other flavours would exist. So... Should we start with our number fives? Yeah, well, I think just quietly this is going to be more contentious than the Pringles flavours because there's five very clearly defined shape flavours. Actually, there's four very clearly defined shape flavours. One's been chucked in there quite recently. Um, We'll get to that. But, yeah, everyone knows the shape flavours and everyone's got their own individual rankings and and things get quite heated when when this conversation comes up. So I'm I'm quite excited to have this debate. I am looking forward to it. Um, I have a definitive top five um, that you won't really see much movement from. Um, So shall we start number five? Lay it on me. Cheddar. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow, we're kicking it off like that. Wow. All right. 
Um, why? Um, firstly, rectangle is the boor- most boring shape. Um, you, <laughs> you couldn't get more square if you tried. Four of them are rectangles. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No. Yes. I disagree with that take. I'm looking at them right now. They're not rectangles. Four of them, the original four are all rectangles. No. They are. No. They so are. No, they're not. What right. are they then? We'll go for when we get to them. We'll, we'll go through them. I'll, I'll rank them on shape as well as being shapes and their flavour. Thank you. Um, if you're ranking yeah. on shape, you better not have put what I think you put at number one. You better fucking not have done this. Uh, no, okay, so obviously shape, um, rectangle is the most square thing you can have um, out of all the shape flavours, shapes. Um, it's also cheese, uh, which usually goes all right, but cheddar shapes are just a little bit meh. If you uh, basically shapes are quite good crackers, um, big fan. Uh, however, cheddar's the worst of the lot. Uh, you got that, that. I guess it's that cheese powder. I'm not a, not a huge fan of that cheese powder you get at the bottom of the box. And um, yeah, it's number five for me. Wow. All right. I can already <laughs> tell you this is gonna get feisty. Um, you better not have cheddar number one. No, I don't have cheddar number one. Okay, that's good. Well, we can agree on that. Look, in, in my book, you've got you've got a tier system. It's uh, this is the God top dear. two. This is the top two. But well, we're not far, doing a tier system. This I know is we're list. not doing it. I know. I'm just explaining. <laughs> you've got the top two. God damn it, El Bandito. That are the the best by a mile. The next two down. Actually, no. There's a, there's a second tier and there's one by itself. <laughs> then another one sort of close by and then there's one down the bottom by a country fucking mile and that is Chicken Crimpy. That no. thing is no. trash. Chicken, chicken crim- Crimpy no. is fucking horrible. It's like what you eat when you're hungover because your body can't ingest anything else. That's what I think of Chicken Crimpy. That's the only time I eat Chicken Crimpy. I can go into my pantry right now. I guarantee you... <laughs> All the shape flavors are gone except chicken crimpy. That's how it goes right. in my house. Can we, can we have this live? Uh, can you go and get the shapes uh, packet and tell me what flavors are left? I actually think the the mum just bought <laughs> some shapes, so it's actually quite full at the moment. But usually, chicken crimpy only thing right, left. Well, what I will require of you um, is that we get you to do this sometime you show us what shape flavours you have left oh, I absolutely will do this don't you worry alright well number four for me is chicken crampy I know I just stood up for it but it's a little bit boring again oval you might as well just made it a circle um, it's got the ridged edges there's no need for a ridged edge um, but apart from that tastes alright it goes relatively alright um, as you say, it is a bit average, but cheddar's definitely worse. Wow, yeah, okay, I respect that you put chicken crimpy low, but I can't get over you putting cheddar that low, that's disrespectful. Um, my number four, I already can tell you're going to 
absolutely far up over this. Pizza. Pizza. Oh my god, no way. Pizza is the most overrated flavour of shape no. by a no. mile. Pizza is not an overrated Pizza shape flavour. Pizza is so overrated. It's all that you eat when you're like between the ages of 8 and 11. And if you're our friend, he's, he's still eating them at age 21. Is it, please tell me it's in the Ziploc bag. It's still in the Ziploc bag, I do believe. <laughs> but look, chicken crimpy is the most... No, we're back. We're back. No, sorry. Waratah scored forty-two well twelve. Well done. Pizza is just the most unimaginative thing ever. It's just average. I can't eat it if it's the only thing left, other than chicken crumpy, obviously. But I don't, I don't know. Like I'd I'd rather reach for a piece of fruit than have pizza shapes. To be honest. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's not like you eat a bandit. Yeah, I know. That's saying something. I think that is a scorching hot take to say that it's similar. To, well, not similar. That you'd rather have. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, should we move on to our next one? Um, we'll get to pizza. It comes up again, obviously, because I still haven't said it. Uh, my number three um, is cheese and bacon. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> it's yeah. Um. Me oh my, cheese and bacon, I used to be, this used to be my god tier, this used to be number one, and since my taste buds developed after the age of 11, um, it's moved down, still good, but again, it's not a rectangle, but it's the, it's like a curved, it goes, it's a rectangle shape, for those who are listening to the pod and not watching me gesture to Tom how it is. Uh, you imagine a rectangle you've got the straight edges of a rectangle now just bend your hand like in and so that your fingers are curved out and that's what the shape of a cheese and bacon shape is um, it's alright again no real problems with it but it just comes in number three on my list yeah well alright uh, that's that was tough for me to hear um, my number three is uh, I'll, I'll remind you of my tier system we've gone up another tier now and now we're into the the, the pleasantly edible tier uh, yeah so okay so now well, hold on hold on so cheese and bacon is in my pleasantly edible tier I just find it hard to believe that you consider pizza not pleasantly edible edible sorry it's, it's just it's boring it's unimaginative but like you oh bird oh wow <laughs> wow you went there right number three <laughs> cheddar cheddar okay well like cheddar's shocking so I don't, i'm not disagreeing cheddar with cheddar being bird shocking cheddar is cheddar nice is bad. no oh my god i'm not taking this from you <laughs> this is your taste buds don't work no they do this, this they is all fine. i can conclude you're like original pringles you're like no, no, you well, don't like they were second on my list they were top original Pringles were second you don't Sour like cream salt and no, no I'd rather not <laughs> so it's one of those things okay so if someone opened a bag this is the same with um, shapes someone opened a bag of salt and vinegar chips and they were the only chips left at the party and you got a lime brown in one hand and a free hand for chip and dip in the other you eat the chips 
but they're just not something I'd choose. Salt and vinegar is not a flavour that I would go to a servo, buy a packet of salt and vinegar chips. That's just not going to happen. Well, who gets chips from the servo for a start? Uh, go to a supermarket. Or a supermarket. Like a no, 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 no. Right. Sorry, I live in Whitby. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> uh, but yeah, where was I? Cheddar. Lovely, delicious, pleasant taste. Makes you feel somewhat classy, I reckon. Uh, just goes well. Goes well with a after a sandwich or something. Love it. That's all I have to say about that. All right. Back to uh, number broken two. Broken taste bud number two. Oh, go real with that. Back to your uh, crock taste buds number two. My number two is pizza. Um... It had to come in uh, somewhere on our list and we had to argue about it again. So here it is. So I need to make this box bigger so I can actually see what shape the uh, pizza shape is. So the pizza shape is a six-sided shape. So it'd be a hexagon. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that, you know, already it's already a great shape. Um, it's really doing, doing itself quite a good deed. It's a... It's very rectangularly shaped hexagon, but it is a hexagon all the same. Um, and as a result, yeah, it comes in quite highly just for its difference, but also tastes good. Um, I think it's a real contentious take to say that it doesn't taste good. Um, it's very innovative. Um, no one else has really put pizza on a cracker or a chip. Because um, so it's not goes, a good idea. Well, it works well for shapes, and, and as you say, we have one devote listener who is also a devote pizza shapey. Um, I haven't actually heard if he listens to the pod, so we'll find out pretty quick. Um, and yeah, I think you can't argue with it. Pizza's also, I'm looking at, this is another um, thing to take into consideration, I'm looking at the Arnott's uh, website, and it's got all the flavours there, and pizza, pizza shapes is the biggest box. Comes in at 190 grams. <clears throat> biggest box for the biggest cucks. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, we'll move on. What's your number two? My number two is barbecue. Barbecue, barbecue. number two. Barbecue. barbecue. I'm a, I'm a big right. barbecue connoisseur. I like, I like the smoky flavour. Uh, green's a nice colour, great packaging. Uh, you, you'll probably give a, a nice geometric breakdown of that hexagon uh, it's another hexagon there you go it's more of a it's more of a round hexagon than the other one the other one pizza shapes are very long hexagon this is a very like short hexagon there you go we're all about learning here uh, but yeah it's also the second smallest box uh, and the shape oh no no sorry I'll take that back third shortest uh, smallest box in the, in the shape range it's because it's more compact so you can actually fit in more boxes of it when you're when you're traveling now it's it's actually you think that you want the biggest box but you actually want the smallest box so you can get as many boxes as possible so that you can have more of them that's that's the thinking that's why pizza's the biggest box But, no, but if you buy, hang on, if you buy two boxes of pizza shapes, you still have more pizza shapes than you do if you buy two boxes of yeah, but cheese no and bacon. Sane, no sane person would do that because no one likes pizza shapes enough to get two boxes of pizza shapes. We both know someone who would, so you, your theory is already wrong. Well, 
I'm not considering that because I assume that he's not the one buying them. I'm assuming it's his parents and they also like their pizza shapes. <laughs> so you're saying that he can't make decisions himself? No, it's just that that's, that's just the only thing that he's known. His whole life is pizza shapes and he hasn't tried any other shapes. That's my theory, actually. That's my new theory. That's the only reason he likes pizza shapes. He's so never you're saying had another if we shape. Got him, if we got him to do a god tier or a list of shapes, it, go, there are other flavours of shapes. Oh, potentially. I mean, he so might you're have saying heard of them. He's listening to this right now, going, "No way." <laughs> There's Maybe. other flavours of shapes. Maybe. Well, that's that's the only way that can explain why he likes someone them so would much. buy shape pizza shapes their whole life. Yeah. You got to have a bit of variation. Can we just put that out there? Exactly. Um, we wouldn't be able to do these lists without variation. So, number one, a barbecue. So that kind of flows nicely. As I said, nice round hexagon shape. Your hot take that they are all rectangles to start with is just scorchingly wrong. And uh, yeah, it tastes good. Um, it's a nice flavour on the palate. The barbecue. So they try and get a whole lot of um, there's peppers and. Um, yeah, and it and it's just it's a very good flavour shape, and you just can't go wrong. If someone pulls out barbecue shapes, you're away laughing. I I appreciate your culinary expertise on this podcast because uh, I've been left home alone and uh, I've had to cook, uh, <laughs> oh, and no. it's been a disaster to be honest. So I'm glad imagine. someone can cook and someone knows these subtle things about the shapes. I'm I'm just in it because they taste good, really. What did, what did you cook tonight? Uh, I've cooked dumplings two nights in a row and I've burned them both times <laughs> still ate them hey well that's understandable I don't stand by it yeah that's alright but uh, my number one if you've been counting is cheese and bacon uh, and, and that's why I was so triggered by your cheese and bacon number three I believe uh, well, I stand by it look it's oh, it's just I've just opened an ad oh, well as you said it's, uh, it used to be your Did top. It again. <laughs> used to be your top. I'm just, I've been robbed by the TAB. That's rough. It's 21. Oh. What? what? So that whole time it told me the score was different. Oh. Wow. That's rough. Behind the score in the 80th minute to ruin my bet. That's a tough scene. Almost as tough a scene as uh, putting cheese and bacon third, but it's actually the best because it tastes like fucking bacon and cheese. What more could you want? Yeah, but so bacon and cheese, yes, that's good. But bacon and cheese on a, oh, do I need what was oh, I was a rectangle shape with a little curve. You just can't do it. I just, well, then why uh, can you do pizza? Uh, what was pizza? Oh, no, pizza was it's hexagon, but it's like a long hexagon. And then barbecue's hexagon, but it's a short hexagon. <laughs> oh, I didn't see the highest score in the 80th minute. That's really ruined. <laughs> I was oh, so happy as well. Looks, it looks like you, you've just admitted defeat in this debate. Now you're watching something else. I, I'm not going to admit defeat. The fact that you put cheese and bacon number one just, I think, I think we're going back to our Pringles debate where I just don't, don't think we can be friends anymore. Well, this is definitely more heated than the Pringles debate. Uh, 
maybe the Pringles debate till the initial divide, but this is absolutely uh that's that's ruined us really. How are we gonna come back from this? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um this has been the drop kicks. Uh thanks for coming on another or listening to another pod. Um what listening to us spray about the NBA, Stanley Cup, the Cricket World Cup, the US Open, the Knicks, uh, fine establishments located on State Highway 1, and shape flavours, which barbecue is the top shape flavour, I think, was the consensus, because you had it two and I had it one. Uh, I, I could accept that. As I said, with my tier rankings, uh, barbecue's in the, in the tier with the cheese and bacon, so I, I could live oh, with so, that. Oh, sorry, I missed that. So it is in the God tier. It is so in the God tier. So that's an acceptable take. All right. And we'll finish on an acceptable take so that we agree on something. All right. I appreciate that. That sounds lovely. Um, would you like to see us out? Uh, look, I'd, I'd just like to say a final few words. Um, fuck chicken crumpy shapes. Um... Agreed. Fuck having exams during uh, the NBA finals. Even more agreed. Uh, I'd also like to say, um, 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 fuck cooking, especially dumplings. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm shocked to hear that you struggled cooking dumplings. It's fucking hard. They stick to the pan. <laughs> what were you? Oh my god. Anyway, I'll, I'll chat to you about that after. <laughs> Alright, well, this has been the Drop Kicks. Uh, tenakoto, 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 kato.